You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's NFL playoff action, and you can sign up at MyBookie. With our promo code Gators to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Thanks for hopping on here for another Spaces. Been a while since we got together, talked about what's going on in Gator Nation. Billy Napier on the forefront right now, staff hires on the forefront. Even a little video yesterday showed us a little bit of what's going on. It's phase one of... Billy Napier's program. Even got some, you know, looking at the the clips of it. Some people who were still on the team, we weren't necessarily sure going to be on the team. Mainly Amari Bernie at the linebacker position. Then we got word last week that the one black is moving to inside linebackers and Florida's linebacker depth. Was it Miller, Hopper? Wingo, Scooby, the one black, Mari Bernie. Seth, I think that told us a good bit yesterday of who's got that linebacker depth for Florida. But plenty to get into. Everybody can hop in. Got thoughts or questions? Some little, a little more news. Uh, this morning, Football Scoop reporting a special teams hire for Florida. Looks like it will not be a dedicated on-field position. But going from Louisiana again, Chris Couch, according to Football Scoop, is finalizing an opportunity to rejoin Napier at the University of Florida. He is not expected, of course. We kind of know that right now. Not expected to be one of Florida's 10 on-field assistant coaches. but expected to hold a critical position for the Gator special teams work. So it does look like, you know, during prep week, during game week, he'll be heavily involved in the special teams coordination. And then one of the 10 on-field assistants will be the person on game day. So it'd be that's an interesting aspect of it. And now look, I'm sure they'll work together during the week as well. You know, but we've pretty much got the roles that we – know for everybody so far so you need to go through the previous hire or go through the hires that have been made and see if there's previous experience there in the special teams angle of it and maybe see who's going to be calling the shots for special teams on game day but interesting note here on Chris Couch he was part of the Georgia Southern team that came into the swamp and beat Florida in 2013. So a little connection, one that hurts a little bit, <laughs> if you want to go back and relive that. 
But there's uh, his little small connection to Florida. So football scoop reporting, Chris Couch coming over from Louisiana. And going to be huge part of special teams. Analyst. Special teams, uh, football scoop reporting is going to be a lead special teams analyst role. So there you go. So there's a bit of recent news, but recruiting, of course, kind of taking the headlines, rightfully so, right now, with everything going on there. Very successful weekend for Florida this past weekend. Torrance committing to the Gators, Kimber, Miguel Mitchell, two from the transfer portal, of course, one high school. Not sure how much more active Florida would be in the transfer portal. And watch out for Javon Baker, of course, the wide receiver from Alabama. I think I saw he was going to visit Ole Miss as well, if I'm not mistaken. So something to look out for there. Uh, but it did look like off of uh, interviews he was doing that that decision would be made pretty soon. Uh, so not really sure what the timeline is for that. But it looked like a decision was going to be coming, I mean, honestly, almost off the hills of the visit. But I guess maybe a couple more visits this week. No miss visit, I think. I have to go back and look. It may have even been during the week. We'll have to go back and look. If not, it would be this weekend, of course. And then, of course, Florida's weekend coming up. Kind of taking a turn. Uh, Javante Citizen, kind of hard to figure out when he's going to visit uh, for Florida. But it looks like now during the week next week and not during the weekend when all the other visitors will be on campus. And you can look at that a couple ways. At least he's going to get all the attention now. So I think you, you look at it that way and say, okay, well, there's a, there's a positive in that regard. I mean, Florida still wants him. Florida still wants another running back, even though ETN commits, even though you get uh, Mitchell, the transfer from Louisiana. And I think you're looking at the running back depth there. Definitely for spring, we talked about before, you, you, you needed one more body for spring to feel comfortable, I think. So Lingard and Bowman aren't taking all the carries and increasing their chances for getting injured. Um, I said Mitchell did not. Montreal Johnson is who I was talking about, the transfer from Louisiana. So, of course, gives Florida some depth there at the running back position for spring with Naquan Wright recovering from his injury he suffered versus Florida State. But now Citizen, as I said, not will not visit this weekend. Like he'll visit next week. Uh, so this weekend, Jacoby Matthews, probably the top target I'd imagine on Florida's board right now, safety, safety out there, number one safety in the country, Florida nail him down from Louisiana, going to be a big, that's going to be, that's a battle, I tell you what, uh, Billy Napier comes away with that one, uh, you can start, uh, you can start pounding your chest a little bit even more for those recruiting chops there. Yeah, and this is you know something I brought up on the the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord uh, yesterday. Um, I think it was, um, or at, at some point. But um, you you look at it, and recruiting for the transition class, and even the first season, I think they're kind of related in a way of they're not going to tell you everything ultimately. I mean, of course, I'm not really you know shedding light on anything new here, but. I mean, this, this is a transition class. Um, I think you know he's already impressed with what he was able to pull on early signing day. That gave you a, an, a, a, an inkling of what Billy Napier can do on the recruiting trail. We go that area and starts pulling some more big names, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is this is already heading in the right direction. There's no wait and see. Um, and we'll see what the the big names he ends up with there. I feel comfortable in the in the groundwork and the foundation being laid that. No matter what happens in this transition class, I expect the bump class to be massive and, and, and huge uh, in every way you can think of that, uh, of importance, of getting high-level recruits. It, it, to me, that, that bump class is going to be there. I, I, have, I don't have any doubt in my mind. Billy Napier is going to be doing that the right way. 
And I don't think it matters what happens in the rest of this transition class. I, re- I really don't. If he can go out there and land Jacoby Matthews, great. Uh, but I don't think him not landing somebody like Matthews and Citizen out there is not going to shy me away from thinking of the potential of the bump class in 23. I think it's going to be highly regarded either way, no matter how this transition class finishes. And I think you can kind of transition that as well to the the, the, the season. And this this was this was the part we brought up on um, the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord chat yesterday. Of you know, record wise, you know, is there a now? Of course, you don't want to go out there and go two and ten or something like that, but nobody expects that to happen. But you know, is there a record out there? And then, of course, he goes out there and goes eleven and one, ten and two. You'll probably feel a little bit better already of the direction of the program. But, you know, a lot of people are probably expecting that nine, eight, seven win range because of the schedule. I don't think that will affect too many people, ultimately, of what they're going to think Billy Napier can accomplish. You know, I see David Sertiquist in here, and I know we've brought this point up before as well. It's like, okay, no matter what the record is, you give that hope of that recruiting class being in that top top five range, you know, somewhere around that, then – you're like, okay, well, the future is setting up to look good. You know, you don't want a, um, a struggling record and in the recruiting class not to necessarily come up to the potential it can be either. So I think there'll be plenty to point to, whether it be record, play on the field, whether it be recruiting ranking that – you'll be able to point to it and say, okay, yep. And I think a lot of us already are feeling we're in good hands and we see the foundation being laid and feel pretty good about it. Probably even exceeded some expectations on early signing day already. And how does that play out for the next few weeks? But coming up this weekend, confirmed visitors so far, Jacoby Matthews, signee at the tight end position, Tony Livingston, signee at the linebacker position, Shamar James, then Hayden Hanson, a tight end there, uh, we saw a couple of days ago. Huge, massive body there at the tight end position. Uh, we'll see where that goes for Florida. Also, Central quarterback, Central Michigan quarterback commit, Max Brown, who's got some massive stats out there. Uh, I think I saw the, uh, his completion percentage is up there, like 70 71%. Uh, not a highly regarded quarterback uh, commit, of course, committed to Jim McElwain's. Central Michigan team, yeah, but we'll see where uh, you know Florida goes with that. Defensive lineman Jason Jenkins, four-star of 2023 cornerback AJ Harris. That's one I'd, I'd like to see Florida get in early on, knock that one out of the park. And also four-star of 23 defensive lineman Derek LeBlanc. So there your official visitor list for this weekend. See where that goes. Florida add to it. Hopefully all those guys make it on campus. But Hayden Hanson, 6'6", 250. That picture I saw the other day just towers almost over everybody on the Florida staff (laughs) taking that picture. Uh, there, so somebody he's from the tech, he's from Texas. Got a lot of predictions now towards Florida. We'll see where that goes. Some other schools are starting to get involved as well. But right, everybody, hop in, join in, questions, comments. What's got you excited so far? Hopefully there's not a lot, but is there anything that's out there that worries you so far? Maybe we'll get the uh, Sean Spencer announcement today as well. And that's one of the worst-kept official secrets out there. I mean, we know <laughs> we, – we saw yesterday there's already um, – there's already recruits out there saying, yep, Sean Spencer, Coach Chaos, he's going to he's, – he's coming to uh, – He's coming to visit. So I would assume Florida's going to announce that at any time now. But um, I I, expect that one at at any moment now. 
Hey, Dave. Uh, question for you. Do you think we go after that Georgia wide receiver, Burton, that just went in the portal? Man, I certainly hope so. I love that kid. I love the way he plays. Um, I think the early inclinations were it was going to be a Bama A&M LSU battle is what come out after that. Yes, I think 24-7 was the ones reporting that. Uh, but I, if I'm Billy Napier, I, sure, I, I, I surely get into it. And I know, as I said, Javon Baker's out there as well, the Alabama uh, transfer wide receiver. But Burton's got some numbers to already put to him. And I, he's a tough kid. I think he was dealing with an injury, what was it, last year, this year? I can't remember, but the start of this year at some point. But I like the way Burton plays And uh, in, in, from what we saw at Georgia the last couple of years. I, I certainly would go after him uh, if, if you're asking me to, you know, Baker's got, I think, a lot of potential there from Alabama, but somewhat this is, you know, I got a kid who's already proven it. I'm kind of surprised with what George is losing at the wide receiver position. Now, he doesn't stick it around, but, you know, some uncertainty, I guess, still some uncertainty at the quarterback position. I know Stetson Bennett announced he was coming back uh, there, but you also got a lot of those five stars on the bench, and a lot of wide receivers have made some big plays in that offense. It's not necessarily a you know, it's not an Oklahoma or or Alabama or Florida in 2020 where, you know, you're getting, you know, six, seven catches a game. So maybe he wants to go get a fresh start somewhere else where uh, maybe you know, to throw it around a little bit more. So I, I'm interested there. Uh, of course, uh, Bama probably would be hard to beat if they really want him in that scenario. Him in a Bama offense with Bryce Young would be pretty scary to me. But um, – I haven't heard how much Florida's going to get to the. I, I think Florida will at least check and see, you know, where where they're at in the mix and see how far he's. If that twenty four seven report is true of a Bama, LSU, Texas A and M battle, how far along are those schools for getting his services and then kind of go from there? Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, just a couple of questions I had. Um, the Ty Darlington hire, I um, think it was a great one, and I'm hoping uh, that that may help us with uh, some quarterback prospects this year. Um, what's the, uh, you know, the as far as Arch Manning goes, I know that seems like a long shot right now, but um, does a guy like Ty help us? potentially get a visit with Arch Manning? Uh, you certainly hope so. Uh, and if I'm not uh, – he's he's not made any of his official visits yet, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So hopefully you get into that. I'm, I, I could be wrong on that. I know he's visited some schools, but I'm not sure, sure he's had official visits this early yet. Uh, as far as Ty Darlington, you know, he was announced as a quality control for tight ends. Uh, but we do know his background at Oklahoma, working with the quarterbacks there. I, you know, he's gonna be an offensive analyst at some point. Yeah, I think it's you know, yeah, you, you, you do use his background at Oklahoma a bit too. I think and and, and kind of uh, kind of you know go towards the quarterback position a bit uh, as well, especially on the recruiting. Uh, and I'm assuming uh, since he's not, he won't be. Uh, if I'm if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken with his position. Not sure he can go actually make visits, so it'll be when guys are on campus uh, when he'll be able to kind of get get on the inroads with them. Uh, but you know, from the state of Florida, went to Oklahoma, uh, and that's where he went to school. Spent five seasons on that. Very highly regarded. Uh, a lot of people think he's a big up and comer. I went to the Oklahoma uh, message board when this was starting to announce, and they were like, "This guy, you know, he's a, he's a head coach in, in the future." So. You know, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, he, he rises up the ranks at Florida uh, before he, he's off and, and taking another job. But a lot of people were very, very high on, on Ty Dawson joining the staff. So, yeah, I mean, quality control tight ends for now, but I do think you use that quarterback connection as well uh, when kids are on campus to kind of uh, speak to them in that role too. Okay, awesome. And the other thing I was just going to mention was um, it, it seems like since Napier's been hired that we've took um, – that we've made pretty good, we've made up pretty good ground in the state of Florida. I feel like, um, you know, Miami's having issues getting coaches. 
Um, Florida State's real quiet right now. Not a lot going on. It, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Oh, good. It, it, uh, it just it just looks like things are finally going good for Florida, and um, it. <sighs> Imagine where we would be with Moan right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, there'd be a lot of apathy there. Uh, I'm not so sure that the spaces we're recording right now would, uh, would have as much positive uh, thinking uh, and positive uh, thoughts on it right now. But, yeah, yeah luckily uh, we have much – to discuss here um, a lot of good uh, to discuss here but yeah you're, you're right I mean Billy Napier right away made you know IMG we're getting Kamari Wilson I mean okay boom all kind of issues getting kids out of IMG early signing day all right well I'm not gonna sit here and say it's solved you know that doesn't mean Florida's gonna start you know, getting more and more IMG kids but I, I think it's a great start I think that's something you point to of course because of the struggles Florida's had uh, so much there, and then of course you know you got a you, Jack, this, uh, Jacksonville area coming up uh, has some skill players uh, in the area. You hope uh, Florida can start making inroads there uh, much better than they have in the past. Uh, but yeah, overall, absolutely, uh, you've got to you know at least start the process. Uh, maybe start taking advantage of uh, some of these 2023 kids that are already uh, making their way on the campus. And as you said, you know, Miami's struggling a little bit with, with, with their coordinator hires and, and hopefully with kids not knowing for right now. And you know, I think the longer that goes on and Mario Cristobal is going to be a good recruiter. Uh, he, he's just going to be. Uh, but right now you do hope at least early inroads, you can take advantage of the, the slow hires there. Uh, for Florida uh, compared to uh, uh, Miami, who's also going through that coaching change. And, and you're right, you know, while FSU has done very well uh, in the transport portal, uh, much like Florida, you know, it took a big hit on early signing day. And we'll see you know, what that I means. It doesn't seem to be a whole lot of positive mojo uh, with, with FSU right now, especially after what happened on early signing day. I think we'll, we'll see where that ends up going. Uh, but I think with Billy Napier's pedigree, um, early returns on kind of what we're hearing about, you know, the facilities and the living arrangements and the staff being hired that uh, he's, he's turning heads. He, he's got the attention. We saw, what was it, last week, I believe, or two weeks ago when he's at that coaching clinic uh, here in the state of Florida with a bunch of high school – with a bunch of Florida high school coaches. And I was talking to um, uh, the person who runs that Twitter account and unsolicited. He sent me a message – uh, behind the scenes, because I, I was retweeting uh, Billy Napier being there and talking to coaches and stuff, and I wasn't really putting much commentary on it at all. Uh, he reached out to me, DM, and said, look, man, Dan Mullen, he was invited to do this many times, and he never did it. And that's a that's a free recruiting tool right there. Get in front of high school coaches. Make yourself known. Go be friendly to them. And the last guy wasn't doing it. So, you know, there are already early signs that we're seeing that, okay, he gets it. Uh, and that Dan Mullen wasn't going to be doing this, and Billy Napier is doing things like that. So, of course, there's still a long way to go, uh, and you know, early returns are good. We want, we, we want to see it get there, uh, but early, I, I, I like the direction we're seeing this so far. Most definitely, and it's you can see it. I mean, that video of uh, Harold Perkins yesterday, I mean, you could see him light up when talking about Florida. Now a lot of people think it could be a troll job, but, you know, it, he it's, generally it, – He's enthusiastic yeah. about Florida. Yeah, it's not a troll job. Uh, I'm not saying Florida gets him, and if Florida doesn't get him, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he trolled Florida. Now, there's legit interest there. there. There is legit interest. Even though fantasy football season is over, you can keep the excitement alive with MyBookie's double deposit bonus. Having your initial deposit matched up to 1000 bucks is like playing every game with home field advantage. All you have to do is sign up, use promo code GATERS to get your funds credited to your account instantly so you can start placing bets with MyBookie. With the NFL playoffs in full swing, there's no shortage of games to choose from at MyBookie, and everyone knows that the playoffs equal points. It's the best time of year to hammer the overs with every player out there trying to make big plays. You know the player props are a great way to find an edge as well. MyBookie is also home to exclusive contests that can be used to maximize your winnings and make 2022 your best year yet. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks by using promo code Gators. Place your bets and get ready for the intensity of playoff action. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime 
with my bookie. Antonio. Yo, I got the, can y'all hear me? I, it might be kind of loud yeah. in here. All good. I hear you, man. Man. Antonio Valentino, everyone. How y'all doing, first and foremost? Happy to be here. Uh, um, <clears throat> I just want to say, uh, just because, I mean, I kind of stopped following the recruiting, like, after, like, while I was at Penn State, like, after, like, the second class of guys got there, just because it's too many names to memorize and all this other yeah. stuff. Um, but I just want to... Uh, I just want to weigh in on what I think just because I was somebody who did get recruited, what makes uh, a, a school attractive to a, to yeah. a kid. So I wasn't very highly recruited out of high school. I was only a three-star. Um, and that was mainly because uh, the high school that I played for, we weren't very good. We didn't really win a whole lot. So wasn't really getting a whole lot of attention. Um, you know, coaches want to come see the winning teams and all that type of stuff. Um, which is actually funny because I had a coach at a camp. I ain't going to say where I was at. Um, he told us, he said, if your school doesn't win, I'm not wasting my time and coming to watch you play. So Ooh. I was like, man, I guess I ain't coming here. So <laughs> um, I was uh, my, my senior year. It was my best year, you know, after I figure out, like, training. You know, you got to invest in it, that type of stuff. It's kind of mandatory now if you really want to get to where you got to be and you got to separate yourself unless you're just, you know, a one-in-a-million type of player. But what makes a school attractive, what, what specifically can make what makes the University of Florida attractive is, to me at least, is the history behind everything. Like, Playing defense, playing defense in Florida is a big deal. Just, I'm just speaking for me, just because I play defense. Um, it's a big deal, bro. Like you got guy, like we was it was the Bama game, and Brandon Spikes was in the locker room. Like he came back, and I'm looking at this. I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, that's B Spikes. Like I was watching this guy when I was a kid, and he was out there laying it all out there, and you know. Everything that they did, you got guys like Joe Hayden, like, you know what I'm saying? But just, it means a whole lot. So I think the history, first and foremost, of Florida is, is what makes it great. You know, you go all the way back to guys like Coach Spurrier and his playing days, and then obviously what he was able to do as a coach. Um, I, if you guys remember Brad Culpepper, I played with his son, Judge, at Penn State. And then, like, yeah, coming, yeah and then coming down there and, Seeing his name on the uh, the All American uh, walk outside, and then in the room of the guys who have been draft picks and all that type of stuff means a whole lot. And I think I think the things that Coach Napier is doing immediately um, is building a huge amount of trust within the guys and within the community of Gainesville in general. Um, because you know in the SEC they say they say it means more, and I, I would definitely agree with that. Because when it's going great, it's going great. When it's going bad, you go to the gas station. People are like, "What are y'all doing?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm just trying to get some gas, man." I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I think it was a few things. Number one, he got all that situated out with the parking. Great, incredible. Now, guys, it just it takes little things off a of guy's place that we don't got to worry about. Now, Antonio, hey, for people who aren't familiar with that, what was the big issue there well, with the parking? The issue was – well, first of all, I want to preface this by saying that nothing that, nothing that I'm about to say is, um, like, pointing out a fault that the previous staff didn't do. I'm not – that's not – Right. I ain't doing all that. Um, yeah. But the thing was, there's just li – there's literally nowhere to park for, like, anybody, Right. And we also don't – I mean, you still technically don't. It's not finished being – it's not built yet. We don't have a facility. Yeah. So there's nowhere specifically for us to park. Now, I mean, when I just got down there, I'd assume, okay, I mean, there's a parking garage right here. I would assume we could park here. No, <laughs> uh, that's, not, that's not the case. Now, coming out and getting $35 parking tickets every day. Then they told us, now you got to buy – this parking pass called a parking ride. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
do that. It's just a little. It's like a little five minute walk um, from the uh, to the to the stadium. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I can do that walk. Don't matter. Cool, buy that. And then I had it for the spring semester. And then I get an email, and I bought it again for the fall. And then I get an email saying that that lot isn't a parking lot anymore. It's like an RV lot for the season. And I'm like, well, literally, where am I supposed to park now? I'm like, <laughs> so, so either way, I'm getting a ticket. And it's like, it's either you do that or you get a scooter, like a little moped. So I think the university and the moped companies and the stores, they, they got something going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so some, man, because everybody has a scooter, but it is way more convenient. But it was just it was just frustrating because, like, everybody doesn't have money for a scooter. Like, I had to find mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm only, I was only here for – it would have been a year, like, this weekend or something. I was here for less than a year, and I had to, I had to finance one. Like, I got it on credit. So now I'm, I'm literally sitting here paying for a, a scooter that I don't even use anymore. <laughs> like, it's still in Gainesville. Um, so the, the fact that Coach Napier was able to go in there and go, listen – I need somewhere for my guys to park. If they if they can't focus on like if they have to worry about whether or not my car is going to get towed, get a boot put on it, or have, get a thirty five dollar ticket every day, then they they're not going to be able to focus on anything that I'm saying to them. So I think the fact that Coach Napier was able to do that immediately um, is a huge thing in building trust with the guys because it shows that he's immediately about action. And I remember in the, the players the players meeting that we had, it was just uh, the two of us, not the two of us, but uh, uh, him and the team. Just it was just him and the players. He told us that, you know, he was he was serious about taking immediate action about a lot of things, and he specifically told us um, that that he was going to build a, a complete staff. Like he was bringing in like, as you can see, it's like almost like thirty new people. And I think that that's awesome because I think when it just allows uh, more delegation of, of things. So it's like mm-hmm. not more than one, not one person has more than one job. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think specifically with the, with the recruiting staff, I think our old recruiting staff did a great job, you know, with what they had and getting great players. Um, and I think, you know, him adding people, it allows us to cast a wider net. Um, but I, w- I will say this about recruiting. Now, I know everybody gets caught up in, you know, getting the guys that are, like, number one in their class, number two in their class, or top five at their position. And that's wonderful because you need those types of guys on your team to be, like, you need big players like that. Like, you need those guys. you got to have a handful of them guys. But I'll say this. Your programs – are built on the backs of three stars and guys who have lower stars or guys who aren't at super highly recruited. Because I'll tell you like this, when I was at Penn State, I, I walked in to guys, I played with Miles Sanders, who's the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who else was in my class? Cam Brown is now with the Giants. Uh, guys like Shane Simmons, Mike Minnett, uh, guys who had like three and four state championships, five stars, offers, and they were in, like, eighth grade. Like, could have went anywhere in the country. And I walked in there. Like, yeah, Tom, how many state championships you got? I'm like, bro, I didn't have a win my senior year. I'm like, y'all got more state championships <laughs> than I got wins. So I walked in there, and I'm thinking I got something to prove, and it messed with me for a little while. But then I kind of really – once it was really my time to – to go out there and make a difference, I really understood that, like, I think guys who are in my position, not trying to toot my own horn, but I think guys who are in my position or who have a similar experience to me are very important for a program because they don't take it for granted. Not saying that guys who are four and five stars take it for granted, but I'm saying they had way more options. And to be honest, if – so like a, a guy who was a five star goes to a school for two years and decides I don't want to be here no more, he can hit the portal and pretty much have all of those options open back up to him because of who, because these coaches know who he was and what he can do out of high school. So the guys who like 
when when Coach Mullen and the and the when the, when the, the staff changed, all, all those guys who had like all those guys who were decommitting and you know understandably so, uh, Florida Twitter was like, oh, what are we gonna do? But these kids who are coming in here now, who got those offers, who are some of them are are, are lesser stars like these three star guys. Those are the guys who are really going to drive this culture that Coach Napier is establishing home. And those are the guys that you're going to need on your team. Now, when you have four- and five-star guys who have that same type of – not saying that they're incapable of it, but initially, like, it just just for me speaking, at Penn State, I was like, bro, I'm just happy to be here, bro. Like, I didn't think it was going – I didn't think it was going to come to this. I didn't think I was ever going to get this chance. So I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to give everything I got, you know. So when you had those guys, that's they're, they're super important. And then once you get – because then they, those guys grow up through your program. They become third, fourth, fifth-year guys, maybe if they have to, but they're older guys. So now when, they, when these young guys come in, these young cats come in and think, oh, I got it all figured out. I'm going to go in here, start right away. These guys can't mess with me. I don't care how long you've been here. No, no, no. When they come in here and they realize what the culture is, there's guys like that who, come, who, who, who take them under their wing and show them the way. It's like, yeah, bro, you got the talent, but this is what we do as a team. Like Coach Napier got everybody tugging their shirts in. And I remember the guys who told me about it. You know, like, man, we got to tuck our shirts in. Everybody got to wear, like, the same stuff, like, the same cleats, same socks, same everything. Everybody has to look the exact same. I said, good. I said, that's discipline, bro. He's instilling small little small little things of discipline that we need as a team. That's what we need. So, and I was like, y'all might have an issue with it now, but I guarantee you in a year when these freshmen come in and that's how you're used to doing things now, and they're like, man, I ain't trying to tick my shirt in. you like, nah, little bro, tuck your shirt in. That's how we get down right here. It's the team. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, with the, and then the, the, the food situation that a lot of guys have, uh, have problems with, um, that was, you know, Brought to the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think you know, Coach Napier is just doing a wonderful job, man. I think he's hiring great staff across the board. And, I mean, I'm Hey, Antonio, I, yeah. on, on that right there, you, you mentioned staff. Tell us about Sean Spencer. You had a, you had man, a background with him at Penn State. I was just about to get there. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Coach Spence, man. Coach Spence, I've never met somebody who – Oh my gosh, bro! The man it, for my entire time at Penn State, Spence was like was like a second dad to me. Like no, no, not no, no, no funny business. The man was like a second dad to me because he I knew he cared about me as much off the field as he did on the field. He took time to get to know us as individuals and how to talk to us and how to communicate with us. He knew our lives, he knew our backgrounds, he knew our families. He, like, what he, anything he says is the truth. And when he tells you, you know, I love you guys, he means that. And it, everything about Coach Spence is 110% authentic. I tell you what, y'all gonna love this man. Because he, he knows he's a recruiting master. He just knows how to do it. He knows how to do it. This is how... Y'all, y'all don't know. I haven't told you that. So this is how I knew I was going to play state. So I took my official. I was on my official. Coach Franklin does this whole thing. So my official was like a night. It was winter. So it's snow covering. Antonio, having have, have a little bit of trouble hearing you right now. With the, uh, oh, my I guess bad. I have to wait. Wait in the background. Yeah. So, oh, this guy's on a sled. My bad. Hold on. Let me. I'll try to speak up. So I'm on my official, and we walk in the stadium. And the snow's covering the field, so it's all quiet and, like, serene. And I'd never seen a stadium that big. And my mom starts crying. She's like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, people would sit in the stadium and watch you play, blah, blah, blah. And then Coach Spencer, Coach Franklin, go over and give my mom a hug. And that's how I knew it was over. I'm like, it's a wrap. And the biggest thing that I say that Coach Spencer is going to bring to this team is our identity to the defense 
and identity to the defensive line. So yeah, he, he fought in every room that he coaches, he calls the wild dogs, right? He, he when he was at uh, they were at Vanderbilt, they had it. He went to the when he came to Penn State, we had it. And we uh he was at the Giants, brought it with them, and now, you know what I'm saying, you have to bring that to, to Gainesville. And I think y'all are gonna absolutely love everything that he does. He's super high. He don't he don't walk out to practice and it's just like, okay, well we got practice today. It's like, nah, like he won't let you do that. He won't even let you think like that. Like, oh my God, it's just so much I could say. The man is man, he's just <laughs> he like he's just the best. He's the he's just the best. That's my guy. Like forever. Like even when when he told us he was going to the Giants, I mean, it, it got kind of emotional in that room. The guys ain't want him to leave. Like, you know, he was really like a second dad or just really a dad to, to all of us who were in that room. And he knew how to – he knew how to here's – how, here's how I put it. It's like he had a bunch of pit bulls on a leash, right, just all week through practice and through the season and everything. He had – it's like he had a bunch of pit bulls on the leash. And then he, he knew how to control us. He knew how to give us enough slack, but not too little, not too much. And then on game day, he just let us go. And you could see, you know, you could, you, could, you could obviously draw the comparison between him coaching us and our performance. When I was at Penn State, except for the 2020 season, we had 40-plus sacks every single year just to D-line. So he made us all much better football players. He taught us how to understand the game and how to play football, you know, how to work together, how to rush, you know, as, 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 as a unit and not just as an individual. Like, you know, just, I mean, shoot. Dafe Owe and both of my ends, Dafe Owe and Shaka Tony both ran, Dafe ran a 4-3, Shaka ran a 4-4. You know, he recruited guys like him, the guys like Dafe and Michael Parsons. <laughs> like, come on, man. And then you seen what he did. What we were able to draw up at Penn State for for guys like Micah to be free and make plays. Like, I, he made me understand what my role is on the field. Now, I understand I don't play a stat stuff in position, but if my players are there for me to make, I make them. But the majority of my work is, is making sure that my linebackers go untouched and they can run around and make plays because there's going to be plays that are drawn up for me to make the play. So he just increased my football IQ. And he did that with all of us. He always challenged us to be better. And the biggest thing was that nobody was above the room. Nobody was bigger than the room. And I think that is the most important thing that he taught me and taught all of us was that nothing is more important than the group. If you're messing up, you're letting the group down. You're letting the team down. But more importantly, you're letting your group, your immediate group down. And that's something that like, we just didn't tolerate. You know, we we had the least amount of guys getting in trouble and not going to class. At Penn State, we called them dawn patrols. You had to, you know, come in early, do some running or something. We had the least amount of guys doing dawn patrols. I think we had one of the highest GPAs. Um, we had guys oh, just doing the right thing. And it was because we didn't want to let Coach Spence down because he built that relationship with all of us. And he's such a relationship type of person that, man, y'all, oh, my gosh. When he, man, when <laughs> I seen that, when I seen that, I, man, I almost jumped through the roof. I was so happy because I'm like, that. it's exactly what these boys need, man. I'm like, I can't wait till he get his hands on G and uh, Javon Dexter. I can't wait he, till he gets his hands on G, Big Dez, Boone, all them boys, man. I'm so, Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Because oh. <laughs> it's like it feels good to know that the, because these guys deserve it, you know, like these guys work super hard and it and it 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 makes me feel happy to know that these guys are going to have the same type of experience that I had. And that and what really that's what really got me through hard times. You know, my first couple of years at Penn State when I'm not playing. You know, you start freaking out. You're like, well, what's going on? I worked my whole life to get here. Now I'm not good enough. It's like, no, immediately you might not be. But that was something I had to help. He, had, I had to understand. And Coach Spence helped me 
develop those, those those traits as a man and help me understand myself more as a person instead of just as a football player. And it's just like I'm so happy that these guys are gonna get to have that same experience. And especially with the just everything is just moving in the right direction. And it makes me so happy to see because there's so much greatness in Gainesville that can happen. And it's just it's right there. Like the swamp so is so legendary. And it's just like, oh my gosh. It's just like it's it's man, I just, I have such a good feeling about all this. I think everything is gonna go back to exactly how it should be. We competing for championships. You know, bringing hardware back to Gainesville, hardware that means something, you know, like alumni going to be proud of us. Previous players going to be proud of us. We need – I'm not saying guys didn't come back, but I'm saying, like, it, like we're going to have – I just know we're going to have guys coming back every single week, like major heavy hitters, guys like Joe Hayden, you know, the Pouncey Twins, Tebow, Fred Taylor, B Spikes, all them types of guys, bro, like – just oh my goodness! I'm just so excited and I'm so happy that it's happening. And Coach Spence is gonna be such a big part of that because he just he's too electrifying. His personality is just it's too. If y'all thought that I, my mic'd up was great, wait till y'all see his mic'd up. It's just, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. If y'all do any research on this man, you will never see or hear a bad word said about him. He is a fantastic human being, a fantastic man. And a great coach, and I'm just I'm so happy that Coach Napier saw that, and you know brought him on. I'm just man, ah man, man, I'm just so I'm, I'm just I'm lost for words, man. I'm just so excited for these boys, man. Sounds good, Antonio. Hey, man, thanks for hopping in here. Yes, sir. All right, good stuff there from Antonio. Good stuff. I had definitely had to ask him about. Coach Spencer coming in, Coach Chaos, get his thoughts on that. And one more coming in here. Jeremiah, are you there? Well, okay. Well, good stuff from Antonio there. Um, no, almost. Um, sounds like he you wish he had another year there <laughs> to, to play uh, with, with Coach Spencer coming in. But, uh, you know, good to get some clarification there on the, you know, parking situation and nutrition and all that stuff there. Jeremiah, are you there? Okay. Let's see. Make some more in here. What's up? CWO4? Well, you were in here. Oh. All right. Trying to bring some people in here. Let's see. Hey, Dave. I was going to ask. Uh, um, I heard... Uh, through some of the message boards that there's been talk about Amarius Mims possibly entering the portal. I know that um, we've talked about some Georgia players here, but um, yeah, that one to, to still look for. Um, I'm not so sure. I mean, it would have to happen pretty soon. I've heard that rumored and whispered about as well. I, I would think if that's going to happen, it'd have to be pretty soon uh, with classes and, you know, maybe he, at this point, I'm pretty sure if you're coming to Florida, it's too late to get in for spring. Uh, I think that had to be uh, pretty much taken care of this week. So if anybody transfers in, it, you know, you won't really be able to take part with team activities until the summer, I believe. Uh, but, you know, that's uh, that is maybe something to look out for there on the back end of uh, if, he, if he becomes available. Well, I've heard that too. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. I'm not uh, – 
there's been whispers, but nothing really out there. And now maybe with everybody announcing yesterday, like JT Daniels leaving and, and Burton leaving and also Stetson Bennett announcing him coming back, I would have assumed it probably would have been announced yesterday, but that that's just an educated guess on my part. All right. Let's see. Terrence? Good morning. How you doing? Hey, Jeremiah. Uh, I have a question. Yep. Um, how is how could a a, a student athlete that plays sports in high school uh, get recruited by Florida Gators coaching staff? Uh, right now, I mean, there's a there's this big transition going on uh, for you know mainly trying to finish this 2022 class. Uh, so, you know, there's some time, uh, I think I saw you're a, a 23 recruit. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I would, uh, probably uh, you know, some time right now, you know, they're trying to finish this class that's coming up, uh, finishing up on national signing day in a couple of weeks, uh, with the transition out there, you know, making visits and hosting those, hosting those kids. But, uh, I'd say, you know, after this, after this signing day, you know, um, uh, yeah, you got the huddle out there, I'm, uh, I'm sure, and, and tape out there, and um, maybe connect with them on Twitter uh, for for one thing, or find out there's another way to uh, to connect to these new coaches and see if uh, you, you can send it to them that way. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, Terrence? Hey. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good, man. First time I verbally spoken to you. I know we've always interacted a little bit on Twitter. So yeah. Um, have you heard any intel on Harold Perkins? Like, do you think he's coming to Florida, or do you think he's going to go A and M, or even somewhere else? Uh, I will say, you know, a lot of people, and we brought this up uh, earlier, so I'll bring it up for anybody who's new and jumping in here too. But uh, there, there's legit interest. The interest is legit. He's not trolling Florida, and that doesn't mean he's going to pick Florida. Uh, right. If he doesn't pick Florida, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, Florida got trolled. No, there's legit interest there. You know, this is going to go down uh, to the wire. Uh, you, you've heard uh, interviews there, that all those interviews, his face lighting up, talking about Florida and all that. You know, that's, that's real. That, that's legit. Uh, so we'll see. I still think uh, ultimately, no matter what visits he makes, I still think it's you know mainly, mostly a Florida-Texas A&M battle. Uh, the thing about his commitment was he always wanted to commit at one of those all-star games. That was just his plan. Uh, right. So no matter what, he was going to commit that day. Uh, and Texas A&M was the school most familiar with him, the school he felt best at the time. But everybody knew he was going to be taking these visits. Everybody knew that this was going to be coming down to National Signing Day. Even Texas A&M knows that. Uh, and so the Texas A&M side, they, they, they are. They're, they're keeping tabs. They're keeping eyes on this one uh, as well with the, you know, the, the, real interest, the, the real interest there in Florida. So as far as the prediction goes, uh, no telling, man. Uh, I just do know that it, is, uh, it will go down to the wire as a, as, a, as a real decision being made and not necessarily um, you know, just getting the attention of, of, of recruiting out there and everybody. You know, there's, he's, he's legit interested in Florida. Okay, yeah, uh, I I do, I do hope that he really does uh, pick the Gators because, you know, he wasn't really on our radar, you know, pre Napier, and you know, if this is something that Napier can pull off, then this is just going to be the start of something really big down there in Gainesville. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. You want to start getting these top end, top athletes here, uh, of course. Something that uh, we've been. Harping on for the last few years. So if you can sit here and already in your first early signing day, in your first national signing day, come in when you know the class was nowhere near where it should have been. <laughs> you can come in right away, you know, rise up these rankings and finish with a top, you know, a few top end uh, recruits there. It'll send a it'll send a message out there uh, that college football. But better get ready for Billy Napier on the recruiting drill. All right. Well, I'm gonna meet my mic and let somebody else speak. But uh, thanks for letting me on. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's up, Carlos? Yo, what up, Dave? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Much. Had to get back on the faces one more time. <laughs> I see. I finally got the chance to hop on once with you. I went in surgery, so just wanted to say thanks. Happy New Year to you. 
and whatnot to the family. You too. Good morning, everybody else that's listening. Go Gators. I ain't really have much to say, man. I was just listening in and um, wanted to hop in right quick just to say uh, go Gators and loving everything that's going on down there in Gainesville at the moment. All my Georgia fans up here, they are <laughs> excited about their little championship. And I'm like, okay, cool. Happy for y'all. You know, great. Finally, 40 years in the making. But I told him, I said, don't get too complacent. <laughs> we on the upswing, buddy. And we doing it all in silence. Coming for you. So, loving it. I love what Billy's doing. I love what uh, how he's putting everything together. How everything is just coming to wraps. Like I had told you when we, when we were looking for a coach. And I mentioned that stuff to you, David. You go back and remember our conversation, even when I Twitter DM'd you about it. I told you, I said, we get this dude, watch out. Did I not say that? So. Yep, yep, yeah, and that was, I think, even well before, uh, well before the names even started filtering out, he was at, he was at the top of your list. Exactly, so, but, you know, Neither here nor there. We about to do this thing. We finna shock the world. And for all you Ice Cube fans out there that know the song, No Vaseline, that opening line when Ice Cube said it ain't over, trust me when I say it, it ain't over yet. That's the sign of day. Y'all gonna get a real good surprise on who y'all think or don't think we gonna snag. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, Dave. Go Gators. Have a wonderful day. Tell the wife and kids I said what up, homie. Thanks, man. See you, Carlos. All right, last one here. Bruce can get you in here and then sign off for the day. Bruce, you're able to speak. Unmute your mic if it's Okay, I got it. (laughs) Good morning, Dave. Yep. Hey, quick question. Speaking on, about hey. Perkins and everything and Coach Spence, what is the chance we get Coach Spence and Shamar Stewart in a room together? I know it's late um, to the game, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 I honestly don't know. That would be a, that would be a guess for me. Uh, I could probably reach out to uh, you know, some of the people who are cl- closer to recruiting a little bit more than I am uh, to, to get that one there. Uh, I'd say probably, like you said, probably a little too little too late there. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, you know. Maybe, you know, Napier's got one of those, you know, something in the back of his pocket there. Uh, but, you know, hopefully if, if that is, we have to probably start filtering out soon. Yeah, uh, love for, the film on that so, kid. So, <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> but uh, that'd be a, that'd be a big coup, be a big get there if you could somehow make that one happen. But uh, you know, Perkins out there as well. You know, hopefully that one's uh, the the one that goes uh, the, the Gators' way yeah. with all the the positive reviews so far. But um, yeah, man, uh, it'd be one to I'd absolutely love to happen. Uh, but yeah, you had to it it it'd have to come out pretty soon if something was going to be yeah. the case there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. That will do it here on this Twitter. Everybody, thank you so much. We're about an hour here. We will probably, I'll probably start doing this again uh, a bit more. But like I said, just being really busy with all the just real you know news that's been coming out with all the hires and recruiting and just been what's going on around the program. Everybody... Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for all the discussion. I see a lot of people in here uh, from, you know, talks and stuff. Gator Collective, I see Gator Jen in here, Eddie uh, here as well. Everybody go hop on that. And we're talking about recruiting, how big it is. Well, NIL is becoming such a huge part of it. And we're getting some help there uh, from the Gator Collective side of things. So, you know, that's what recruits are noticing. And they're looking at what Florida has on the table. And the Gator Collectors uh, can, can go a long way in uh, helping these student athletes out there. So go support. Go support in, uh, in, in, in that fashion if you want to. Gators Breakdown Plus, of course, just hit over 300 members. That 
Discord chat, always hopping. If you want to talk even more Gators, I hop on there throughout the day. Uh, it has some discussions uh, with, with the members out there. Special episodes uh, happen every you know every now and then as well. But a lot of lot of talk uh, there. Um, not just about football, mostly just about football. Probably ninety percent of it's about football, but some other topics out there for you as well. So, get a breakdown play. You can join that as well. So, everybody, thank you so much for hopping on this Twitter Spaces. Put it out there for you if you weren't able to join live, listen to the recording of it. But thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of Gage Breakdown next week.